Blog Talk Radio. Record better audio anywhere with Motive Digital Microphones from Shure. Easy-to-use options like the MV88 plug directly into your phone or computer and include a free app. Create studio-quality sound for podcasts, music, and videos. Visit Shure.com to learn more. Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Sandra White-Stevens, publisher of Urban Teen Magazine. We are a teen magazine written for teens by teens. Here at Urban Teen Magazine Radio, we focus on the entertainment section of Urban Teen, bringing to life to our readers and listeners some of the wonderful and talented artists that we feature, which brings me to our very special guest today, Tyler Noel. We'll take you back in time with her music, but it's not all at all nostalgic effect. Her songs stay modern, catchy, and feature all the attention to details and balance that keeps her in step with the modern musical world. Welcome to Urban Teen, Tyler. Hi. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad to have you here. Um, We're going to start off the show. I know I took you off hold. We're going to put you right back on hold. Um, But we're going to start off the show with um, your single, I Like. So we're going to let the audience listen to that, and um, we'll come right back to you, and we'll hear more from our special guest, Tyler Noel. So let's take a listen. Okay.
her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wow, wow. I feel like that style and your style, your vocals, your the the way that you um, presented that song is definitely what's missing So in the music industry today. So, yeah, I was over here tapping my feet. That was a wonderful song. Thank you so much oh, for sharing it with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, now, Tyler, you began singing at the tender age of five in the church choir. At the age of 12, you began your professional music career. And by the time you were 18, the thought of being a solo artist was burning your heart. Tell us about your early ex- earliest experience and what about that early experience singing in the church that you think led you to wanting to pursue a career in the music industry? Um, well, I remember being, oh, my gosh, I, I have actually have memories all the way back to, like, age three. But I remember being oh, around wow. four or, yeah, I remember being around four or five when I first heard um, the Clark Sisters. I grew up, you know, listening to gospel, um, listening to all types of music, but specifically gospel. Um, but I remember very clearly the Clark Sisters. And I just remember that, is my living in vain? And they were like, I mean, they just was giving it, you know, they were serving for the Lord, okay? And I remember <laughs> thinking as a little one, like, oh, my goodness, like, and people laugh when I say this, but I remember clearly thinking and actually asking, like, how did they do that with their throat? Like, you know, I knew that I could sing in my own mind, but, you know, when, when you're a child, you think of the child. So I could sing, but as, you know, like kid voice. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, listen. I want to be in the choir. Like, if this is what gospel music is going to do to my voice, then this is what I want to do. So I begged and I pleaded and I pleaded and I begged. And I was too young for the cherub choir, but my mom um, went and talked to Miss Bell, who was the choir director at the time, God bless her, and she just said, okay, fine. If she wants to be in the choir, that bad, I'll never forget her saying, it's so many other things that she could want to do. She wants to sing for the Lord, so I'll let her in even though she's too young. And, I mean, it was a wrap from there because then I started paying attention to the praise dancers. And, and you know, then we had the, the acting ministry at the church. So it was like my love for the arts just kind of blossomed, you know. So mm-hmm. by the time I was 12, I was accepted into, well, before I was 12, I was accepted into the School of the Arts. So my middle school through high school was performing arts school. And, um, I mean, I believe it or not, I was really, really good in classical music, really good with opera. And I ended up getting my scholarship to Florida Atlantic University um, based off my operatic aria. So, I, you know, I really, I can honestly say that I'm well-rounded. You know, my, my family, they weren't rich, but they'd scrape up money to send me to Broadway shows and, you know, stuff like that just to, to expose me to other genres of music, not just R&B, not just gospel. But I stand by that I got my best vocal training in the church. Like no matter no matter what, you know, classical training I've had, I got my best training in the church choir. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it shows. It shows the sounds. I mean, the vocals are on point, so. <laughs> oh, man, thank you so much. Definitely. And um, I read that you suffered a devastating stroke at the age of 18 that suddenly temporarily deterred your hopes and dreams of becoming a performer. Talk about how having that experience affected you as a performer and how you were able to overcome that setback. Well, um, you know what, it's it's crazy. Like when I hear when I hear people talk about it and I go back in my mind to when it all happened. It was so much going on um, in my life at 18. You know, I was coming out about a lot of things. I was trying to find my way. You know, I knew at that moment that 
I didn't really want to go to college. I wanted to be an R&B singer, and I, but I didn't want to disappoint the family. And, I, you know, it was just so much pressure on me. And I will never forget the day that I woke up. It was a Sunday, and I woke up, and I told my dad, I was like, Daddy, it's something, you know, going on with me. Like, I don't feel good. And my dad raised me, so he and I were, you know, he wasn't just dad. He was the bestie. And I remember him saying, Shorty, you just turned 18, so if you don't want to go to church, you don't have to. But you don't have to say that you don't feel good. And we kind of laughed about it. And I didn't go to church. By the time he came home, I was like, in my mind, I felt like I was almost dragging my left leg. You know, went through the whole day and didn't even realize that I was having a stroke. Well, who at 18 even thinks, you know, that they're having a stroke? So I remember that when I finally got to the hospital, the doctors were like, you're leaving us an enigma because we don't even understand what's happening. We don't know if it's Bell's palsy. We don't, you know, you're only 18. What's going on with you? And um, I remember being at ICU for about two weeks. And I remember, you know, people not really wanting to tell me how bad things were or how bad I looked. Um, But I do remember not being able to speak the same. I had a horrible slur that I ended up having to take speech therapy for when I got to college. Um, But it was devastating to me, not even because I had a limp, because when I finally came out of the hospital, I, I had a limp for a few months afterwards. That didn't even bother me that much. Not being able to sing and, and um, enunciate my words the way that I need to, that was what was really, like, in my mind, if I couldn't sing, what was I going to do? You know, right. that music to me was my end and my beginning, and it still is. And and just the thought of not being able to do what I know how to do the best and what I love to do, that that to me was like, you know, I had to pray hard about that. And I was like, Lord, I don't know. You know, about this one, but my dad, who, like I said, was not just my dad, he was also the bestie. And he gave me a good talking to, and he was like, well, you know what, Shorty, you're going to have to just push harder. If it means you have to add on an extra class this semester, which was a speech class, then that's what you have to do if you want to get back, you know, to yourself. And then I took the little physical therapy thing. So, of course, I got my walk back, I got my stride back, and I ended up getting my speech back. And, you know, thank God, when I came back, I came back a little bit stronger, you know, than I was before. Yeah, yeah, and that's testament to your passion that you, how much you really wanted to get back to where you were. That that's testament right there. That that and it's probably like what your destiny is to be what you're doing right now. So, wow, wow, what what a what a um amazing story. <laughs> to, Thank to, you. To Thank you. Yeah, 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 and to still come back and be where you are. Now, now, Tyler, you are from Atlanta, Georgia. And um, how how do you feel being from Atlanta has helped you pursue a career in the industry as a whole? Um, we know Atlanta has a great environment right now for up-and-coming artists. What has your experience been like as far as pursuing your career in Atlanta? Well, I'm actually from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I oh, moved okay. to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I moved to Atlanta some time ago. Um, I felt like uh, being from Florida – uh, we are we are well known for rappers, you know, and it was. I'm not saying that we don't support singers, but we will probably support singers once they've already become big. We it's it's not a lot of R&B singers being broken from you know Broward and Dade County. Um, so I made the decision. I said, well, you know, I'm gonna just go to Atlanta. You know, one day I just decided like if I don't leave, I'm never gonna get any further. And I literally, you know, I talked to my mom about it, and I said, Mommy, you know, I got to get out of here. If I don't try with all my might, I just, I'm going to, you know, put my hair out of my head. And I know that, that it's not going to happen here. So I packed up, I remember clearly, I packed up everything that I could pack up in my car, including my puppy at the time, and um, 
Sasha and I drove those 10 hours, honey, and we kind of made our way to Atlanta, and it was not easy. Let me tell you, it was it was kind of rough. But honestly, um, you know, Atlanta has really kind of been good to you, girl. I didn't get my first song on the radio until I moved to Atlanta. I didn't get, you know, really any views on YouTube until I moved to Atlanta. You know, I didn't meet uh, my now manager, Kenneth Morris, and, and until I moved to Atlanta, you know. So, um, and here's the thing about the music industry anywhere, not just Atlanta. It's not always what you know, more so who you know. You understand what I'm saying? So if you yeah. – a lot of times in Atlanta, your face card is better than having money. You know, so that's why it, it always pays to treat people right and play fair, you know, and do your job and do the best that you can so that, you know, your work can speak for itself. And and, and I found in Atlanta that as long as I, you know, keep my work ethic going well and I treat people right and I don't try to get over on anyone, you know, then people will try to do the same. So, yeah, Atlanta has been it's been pretty good for me. And, and Tyler, you also worked with producers whose credits include Gladys Knight, Tamar Braxton, Snoop Dogg, and August Osina, just to name a few. Um, how mm-hmm. did you end up working with these producers, and what, is, what has it been like for you to work with producers in such great company? You know what? Um, and people ask me, too, like, you know, uh, the uh, the exclusives are the ones who did August Alcina. They they were with him from you know kind of the beginning. Their very first album. I met August when he was you know still really really young. You know fresh from uh, you know New Orleans. You know um, even before he had some of the tattoos that he has. You know and um, he's a really 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 cool guy. Um, but the producers who uh, produced him and wrote for him are the exclusives. And everybody's like, oh my God, what was it like working with them? Well, here's the thing. It's just like working with my family because we came up in the Miami music circuit. I've known the exclusives for well over 10 years, you know. So we are really like family. You know, Ralph's kids are my nieces. I love them. We come to each other's house all the time. So for me, it really was more like singing with my brother, you know, or writing with my brothers. Um, with Epic, Epic uh, does have credits with uh, Bryson Tiller, with Tamar Braxton, with Gladys Knight. Um, Epic Pro is amazing. And you know what? I met him much later in the game, but Epic is like a big brother to me as well. I've known him for some years now as well, and, and he's like a big brother to me as well. So when I work with these guys, it's like I'm working with family. And, you know, whenever I work with any producer, I try to break the ice, you know, and let them know, hey, never mind what you thought, you know, I'm not a diva. We're getting ready to get in here and have some fun and do some work and make some hits. So, yeah, it's it's like working with family. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like um, that's the, the attitude that most people should have is like working with family when you work with someone like that. And and um, I feel like that, that might make it go a lot better or help you in the industry by, by being – that type of relationship with that with the people that you're working with. Mhm. Yeah. Um. You have to. Well, in, well, in this business, a lot of times, well, obviously, we know that you're only as good as your last record, right? So, right. But so every so every record counts, and a lot of times, if you don't, it's what we call gel. If you don't gel, if you don't mesh, if you don't, you know, if it doesn't feel good, if you don't believe your music, your your listeners won't. You know. Right. So you and your producer and your writers, you guys have to be on the same page. You have to be on the same team. You kind of almost have to have the same heartbeat, if you will. You know, I need my writers, um, like I said, who are family to me, I need them to know 
what I'm getting ready to say on my next line before I say it, and they need me to know what ad lib to do before they, you know, direct me to do it. <laughs> so, right, yeah, you right. know, it just, I would tell anyone, too, if it doesn't matter how big they're now, I wouldn't care if it was Diddy. Make Diddy your brother, you know, <laughs> and, and y'all be family and make the best music that you can make. Right, right, exactly. And and who who does Tyler um, find for inspiration or look up to? What is you, Who do you admire or look up to or find inspiration in? Um, musically? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's fine. Um, musically, I would have to say, and my, my uh, fairy godmother, Karen Clark Sheard, um, she is, she she's it for me. She is my judge, honey. You know, I, I love, love, love <laughs> Karen Clark Sheard. Um, in my mind, growing up, in my mind, she really was my godmother, you know, <laughs> and I would practice. <laughs> I would practice my, you know, a lot of my riffs and my runs because I was really, like, shocked as a child with some of the things that they were doing with their throat. And you got to remember, this was before auto-tune existed. This was when you really had to get to the microphone and, and give it all you have and, you know, let's see what comes from there. So I'd have to say Karen Clark Sheard. I get a lot of my inspiration musically from her because when she sings, she just puts it all out there. She puts it all out on the on the line, and it's very, very uh, far and in between that she ever hits a bad note. But if she hits one, just know that it's, it's all a part of the plan, <laughs> and it works. <Yeah. laughs> and, and besides performing, what do you like to do in your spare time? What does Tyler like to do for fun? I actually like to cook. I'm the oldest girl in my family, so I kind of got good at cooking really young. Um, so I, I love to cook and, ha- of course, have friends over. Um, believe it or not, I like to go get my feet rubbed. Um, they have a lot of massage parlors here in Atlanta, and I like to just go quiet time and get my feet rubbed, have some green tea, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm not even really like a movie person if I can help it. So, you know, because a lot of times in this industry, we're out, we're around so many people, and fun to me is R&R, you know, rest and relaxation. I'm going to cook on Sunday. You know, I'm going to smother a pork chop or two, put a neck bone in the oven, and I'm going to call my friends over, and, you know, we're going to kick our feet up and watch whatever is on, whether it's housewives or like You know, that's fun to me. Yeah, yeah. And what would you say has been your biggest challenge in this industry, if you can name one thing that you feel is the biggest challenge for you, Tyler, as an artist? Um, one of the biggest challenges for me as an artist would be not being taken seriously. Um, unfortunately, sometimes, uh, I guess it would be safe to say a lot of times in this industry, um, because it is still, believe it or not, male-dominated, um, a lot of times people can kind of take you as a joke. you know. And then the thing with living in Atlanta is um, – I've heard people say that Atlanta is the land of make-believe because a lot of times people will say, oh, I do this, you know, I do that, and they don't do nothing, honey. So when people see you coming, a lot of times in their mind it's, oh, she's just another Atlanta singer. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you write me off in your head, I need you to just give me about 15 seconds to listen to a little bit of this record so that I can show you that this is not a game. This is real life for me. So, yeah, that, that, that's probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah. And um, let me see. I think we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here and listen to another one of Tyler Noel's singles. This one is called Light. So we're going to go ahead and take a listen. Tyler, you stay right there, and we'll meet you back on the other side. Okay. 
great song. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank love you. Love it, love it, love it. I love it over here. Um, give us a little background on the song and the title, um, Lights, if you can. Um, well, the, t- the title is Lights On. Um, it's about um, kind of like street life now for my listeners. This does not mean that you get to live that life, okay? <laughs> right, but right. It's about... You know, cause, and, and, I, and even before I say that, I want to say this. A lot of what I write about are actual events. Now, what may have worked for me probably won't work for you. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things that I did were not in, a, in, in the lifestyle at one point that I lived. That's not necessarily what you want to do, you know, um, because it's a lot of headaches oftentimes with that lifestyle. But the song was basically about living a kind of a street life and I had a, a, a dude that was a street dude and um you know he'd come home all times of the night and I'm gonna leave a light on for you to let you know that it's okay to let you know there ain't nobody in here looking for us and everything is okay it's safe for you to come in you know um and and those are real life experiences now lord have mercy that I have a headache behind the whole life but you know <laughs> it made for it I, I did I did you know but it, it made for a really good song <laughs> so yeah. you know when I heard the track <laughs> When I heard the track, I was like, oh, my goodness, it's an old-school Isley Brothers cut. Um, and like I said, I grew up listening to so many different styles of music, and my father, you know, really loved the Isley Brothers, so he'd play, you know, all of their old cuts when I was growing up. So I said, oh, this this reminds me of my daddy. Let me go ahead and cut this record. So, um, so yeah, that that's where the inspiration from that song came, and then that was what the song was about. Okay, okay. And and what can we expect from you, Tyler, in the future? Any upcoming projects or things that you're working on? And also, how can your fans connect with you if they want to find out about these upcoming projects? There is an upcoming project. Um, it's called This Time Around. That's a new EP. Um, my goodness, if I record any more songs, it's going to be an LP. But it, it, as of now, it's an EP. Um, I have a single coming very, very soon called Clap Back, Clap Back, honey, because it is Clap Back season. And um, everybody can keep, you know, they can kind of keep tabs on me by following me on Instagram, and that's Ms. Tyler Noel. That's M.S. Tyler Noel. Um, I try to follow back. Um, if people reach out to me, I, I try to really, uh, I always try to reach out back. You know, I try to make sure I keep open lines of communication with my listeners, my fans, and you know, people who support me. Um, also, Facebook, Tyler Noel. Um, Twitter, Tyler Noel. Um, everyone can, if they'd like to listen to more of my music, they can go to my website, which is MissTylerNoel.com, and that's MSTylerNoel.com. Um, I have Snapchat. I'm not really good at Snapchat, but I have it. <laughs> and, of course, that's Tyler Noel, MSTylerNoel. But I'm usually, you guys can usually catch me on Instagram. I'm kind of like an Instagram junkie, so... Yeah, those are all my social medias and, and my YouTube. You can always, you know, look up stuff on my YouTube, and that is um, youtube.com forward slash uh, Tyler Noel Music. All right, all right. Well, Tyler Noel, thank you for joining us here today at Urban Team Magazine. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and getting to know you as an artist. Listen, thank you so much for having me. Now, before I go, I want to make sure I tell all the listeners, I don't care what it is in your life. I don't care what what it is that you feel like you want, you know, your your parents want you to do or your friends want you to do. I want you to stay true to yourself. If you're different, that's okay. It's okay to be different, but love yourself. Have faith in yourself. Pray hard and work hard, and anything can happen. Wow, wow. What a great message and what a great message to end on. Thank you so much, and we wish you much success in everything you do in the future. And we'll be following you. And thank you.
hopefully we'll have you back, Tyler. Um, this has been a wonderful interview and a wonderful person to speak with. Thank you. Thank you again for having me, and I'd love to come back. So, yes, let's talk soon. All right, all right. And thank you all for joining us here today at Urban Team Magazine here on Blog Talk Radio. If you would like to know more about our special guest, Tyler Noel, like she mentioned, um, visit her website. I think I'm pretty sure she said TylerNoel.com, and she's mostly on Instagram, which is Miss um, or at Miss Tyler Noel. And um, if you would like to. Um, I guess download her latest singles. You just heard them here on Urban Teen Magazine. We opened the show with I Like, and the single you heard just a minute ago was called Lights On. I'm sure there's a way to download them, or if you go to visit her website, you can find out. Don't forget to check out our latest issue of Urban Teen Magazine and be on the lookout for Tyler Noel and the upcoming issue. Um, you can get your free copy just by visiting UrbanTeenMagazine.com. If you know of an outstanding, talented teen in your community and would like us to feature them on Urban Teen Magazine, or if you are an entertainer and would like to just come sit down and talk with us here at Urban Teen Magazine Radio, send all your inquiries to info at UrbanTeenMagazine.com or UrbanTeenMagazine at Yahoo.com. Until next time, this has been your host, Sandra White-Stevens, publisher As always, remember to stay positive and follow your dreams. 